Welcome to the stage, Brother Don Babbitt. Come on, Don. Get up here. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Love you, brother. Hallelujah. Every time I see our own videos, I'm amazed. I mean, I have to look at it and go, wow, that's us. It's amazing. Pray for us. We need a miracle. But we always need a miracle. We, can, we just kind of live where we constantly need a miracle. But I guess that's a good place to be. Amen? Amen. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to live in a place where, you know, hey, we got it, God, don't worry. <laughs> but we do need a miracle. We're uh, planning some new churches and need to build some churches. And uh, we have a lot of projects going over. I'm going back October. And uh, we'll be there for three months. And we just have so much going on. But I just want you to know transformation is happening. I mean, for real. I mean, we are seeing a people group, get an economy, get saved. Uh, I mean, they're doing missions now. Amen. They're starting to build churches. Uh, a people group that had no money has money. Uh, and we had to teach them what to do with money if you've never had money. Yeah. And it's really cool talking to people that's never had money to teach them what to do with money. Because, see, they have a clean slate. So, you know, I can tell them the truth and they believe it. Isn't that cool? See, I can say the purpose of money is the kingdom. And they go, okay. But he'll let you keep some of it. <laughs> it was quiet then. <laughs> but I'm just amazed at what God can do. And I look at my own life. I mean, if you would have known me back in the day, well, you wouldn't have wanted to know me. I mean, where God's brought me from. I've never gotten over my testimony. You know, some people get saved and get over it. But I've never gotten over it. I think I'm getting worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm amazed that God would take a worthless, no-good drug addict. Really. Facing time in the penitentiary and see 126,000 some odd people give their life to Jesus. That's just, you know... Wow. It'll just let you know God can strike a straight blow with a crooked stick. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when I, before I came to Christ, I didn't know what they did in these buildings. I really didn't. I didn't know what church was all about. Didn't care about church. Didn't care about God. I just wanted to be high, wasted, stoned, and lived that way for years. And, and then I didn't want to go to church. You know, I didn't even know people that went personally. As a matter of fact, the first time I heard the gospel, I got saved. I kind of wish somebody would have told it to me before all that stuff. But I don't ever remember anybody witnessing to me until I went to church to hear a guy preach. That's an indictment, by the way. I mean, maybe I would have not gotten strung out and a lot of things or somebody would have just because I was looking that's why I got saved the first time I didn't want to go to church because I used to watch people go <laughs> I mean you ought to stay out in the parking lot 
and watch people go to church. It ain't nothing like when I used to go to a bar. You know, I used to hang out at bars. We'd be in the park high-fiving each other. You know, All right, party time. Church is like, come on, honey, let's go. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And it's like, wow, why would I go there? They can't even help people in suits. I mean, because I'd watch them go. And then you watch them come out. And it was like, what a ripoff. You know, because, you know, if I go get a haircut, I want to come out looking different. Right? But, you know, people would go in looking one way and come out looking the same way. See, I would have gone to church if they would have gone in like this and come out high-fiving in the parking lot. But they came out looking like they were hung over. So, you know, that's not good. You just need to... People are driving by watching. Do you know they're looking? See, they go, that's the church. Let's look at them. So even if you ain't got joy, just fake it. No, for real. I mean, just do it for their sake. When you get in, then you can get depressed. But out there, out there, just look happy. Do you all hear what I'm saying? I mean, I'm being real. This is for real. I know you're laughing, but this is real. People drive by, they go, that's a church, look. They're thinking, oh, God, give them Prozac. (laughs) But when I got saved, I was totally delivered, set free, and wow, just, you know. I mean, a year later, I started preaching. (laughs) I mean, and I think by then, you know, I'd read the Bible but didn't know it. But I'd just tell my story. And we started seeing a lot of people get saved and people started calling us and wanting us to share. And the next thing I knew, I was full-time traveling around telling my story and people getting saved everywhere. Some people are going to get saved here today. So for those of you that you came to be saved, you just have to hold on. <laughs> but you can just start thinking about it now. You know, go ahead and do the battle now. That way when I give them, you can just run up here, you know. So you can be sitting there the whole time I'm preaching going, he was talking to me. That's me that's supposed to get saved today. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So, you know, you're going to sit there now. You're not even going to hear a word I'm going to say. You're just going to sit there and say, no, God. Okay, God. No. (laughs) So you fight it out when the invitation comes. You just come running up here. Amen? Amen. Because it's good. Salvation's awesome. I mean, why would you want to stay lost? (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) But I want you to know God is good. I wish we believed it. If we just knew. Oh, my God. If we just had a taste of the goodness of God you'd never be the same again. Really, you'd never be the same. Your faith would go to a different level. Your love would go to a different level. For those of you that aren't lost, you would come running up here to get saved. That's later, remember. The goodness. You know, Moses went on the mountain. He said, show me your glory. You know what God showed him? His goodness. Because the goodness of God is the glory of God. 
Once you get a glimpse of the goodness, you're in the glory. God really, listen to me, friend. He wants to be good to you. Think about that. Infinite, unbeginning, all-powerful God says, I want to be good to you. I want to be so good to you. Let me show you my goodness. Can you imagine somebody saying, nope. I mean, your brain needs to be resuscitated. (laughs) God wants to show you His goodness. How can you say no to that? And people that get saved, you know, you know God is good, amen? There's other levels of goodness waiting for you. But Well, let me just, now I want you to hear what I'm going to ask. This is for those of you that are going to get saved later. How many of you here, you've been supernaturally born again, you've been changed, everything in your life, God's touched, okay? And you, no, 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 I'm not done yet, see? So you've been saved. God's really done this awesome thing in your life and you wish it wouldn't have happened. Let me see. Raise your hand. You wish it wouldn't have happened. Okay, I want you all to look around and see how many hands are you. So nobody's like, God, I wish I wouldn't have gotten saved. See, so so for those of you that aren't saved, see, it isn't a rip-off. I mean, this is the real deal. I mean, listen, if it wasn't good, if being saved wasn't good, I wouldn't lie to you. You know, I don't get paid more for telling the truth. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, I got saved, and man, it sucks. Man, I gave my life to Jesus, and it has been a bummer, but that's okay, I'm going to go to heaven. Now, I'm really telling you the truth. It is an awesome life. It is an awesome life just to get a glimpse of the goodness of God. Now, what happens, and I've fallen for this trick, is what the devil does when bad things happen in our life, and they do. Huh? See, bad things won't happen when we arrive. But they're really not bad. They're just bad to you. They're good to God. I don't have time to go there. But See, there's no bad thing with God. So when bad things happen to you, God says, that's good. Because all things work together for... See, so when bad things happen to you, God, God gets excited. <laughs> he goes, oh, it's promotion time. <laughs> See, but when bad things happen to us, what happens is... We start believing there's a dark side to God. See, like, oh, I believe God was all good, but maybe there's just, you know, maybe God's got just a little meanness. You know, some, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Inside your brain. See, it's like, I've read the Old Testament. <laughs> I mean, he just whooped the snot out of a bunch of people. <laughs> like with one man. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's a dark side to God. You know, maybe God's just being mean to me. Listen to me. God is 100% pure goodness. 
And He has everything but good in store for you. But the devil wants to put doubt into our mind and make us think, well, you know, maybe I'm being punished for doing something bad. Now that's really retarded. Because see, Jesus was punished for all of my badness. And so for me to be punished, that means what He did on the cross wasn't good enough. And so I need to be punished too. See, God is all good. Tell your friend next to you, God is all good. Now, now tell him, you got to believe this. See, now look, I'm not talking religious belief. See, we have religious belief. You know, there is such a thing as religious belief and real faith. See, religious belief believes it but doesn't act on it. See, the problem with church is we've done a lot of learning, but we need to move from learning to living. We need to go from learning to living. See, that's why so much awesome stuff happens in Africa. I mean, we see signs, wonders, miracles, and we and I love the United States because everything is so nice and pretty, and you know, in third world country, everything's kind of ugly. <laughs> I mean, you eat with your hands out there and they're dirty and, you know, that's, you know, it's nice to come here and have silverware. And, I mean, I go out to eat with people and it's so funny to me because I live in the bush and they go, there's a spot on my spoon. I want to take it out of their hand, throw it on the ground and go, <coughs> that's clean. I just want to go out to eat start eating with my hands. That's how we do it in Africa. <laughs> we see so much stuff going on. You know why? Because people ask all the time, why do you see so many signs and wonders and miracles? I mean, it's just a part of our life. It is. It's phenomenal. It blows me away. I mean, a guy came up to me during a drought and he said, would you pray for my ground? Because their cows were dying and everything was a desert. And I, I've never done this. I felt kind of stupid. Would you pray over my dirt? I've never prayed over dirt. Well, I'm game, so I picked up dirt and prayed over dirt. Bless the dirt. <laughs> then he said, well, would you lay hands on my cows? I didn't know if they were saved or not. I started laying hands on cows. Never done that before. I know they were really moved by God because they'd go, move. <laughs> I prayed over the cows and I prayed over his dirt. We went back several months later. He comes running up to us with a translator and says, guess what happened when you left? I was the only person within 50, 60 miles that had green grass and healthy cows. And I know that I'm supposed to go. Well, of course. But I go, wow! No kidding! I mean, for real, like grass, you know? Oh, they freak out over me. But listen to me. God wants to be good to you. So, you know, you can believe the devil's lies that hates you. You can believe his lies. 
Like the girl that was being baptized that you weren't beautiful. Let me tell you what makes you beautiful, young lady. The glory of God on your life. Listen to me. Mary Kay does not make you beautiful. Jesus Christ makes you beautiful. So you can believe the devil's lies if you want to. Those of you that's going to get saved later. You, know, you can believe the devil's lies. He's lying to you right now. Like, man, this guy can't be real. <laughs> that's what my wife says. <laughs> but listen to me. It's real. This is real. God wants to be good to you. Test Him. Try Him. Prove Him. Look at all the people here that are testifying saying, it's real. I don't want to give it back. So you can believe the devil's lies. He hates your guts. He wants to drag you into hell and laugh in your face. Or you can believe the promises of God that's nothing but goodness. Believe who you want to. I mean, believe. I know who I'm believing. I'm believing in the one that was willing to shed his blood on a cross for me. That's the one I'm going to believe. So think about believing in him. Now, I need to say this. Within the text of the goodness of God, there is difficulty. See, I don't want you to think, well, now from now on, everything's going to... As a matter of fact, the gooder God gets, the more difficult things get. I know it's a paradox. I can't figure it out. Ask your pastor. He'll explain it to you. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, because we have some difficult things happen to us. I mean, we see phenomenal miracles all the time. Blind eyes open. I freak out. <laughs> broken hands, broken. I mean, healed right in front of me. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. But bad things happen. Difficult times come. See, God never promised because He's a good God to deliver you out of every difficulty. I want you to get this. You're going to need it later, so get it. See, God doesn't deliver you out of difficulty. He delivers you in the middle of the difficulty. See, God didn't take Daniel out of the lion's den. He delivered him in the midst of the lion's. God didn't take Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. He delivered them in the midst of the fire. Why? So that you can come to know the God of lions. And the only way to come to know the God of a lion's den is to be put in a lion's den with the goodness of God protecting you. The only way you can know the God of a hot, fiery furnace is to be put into the fire. And to know that the goodness of God is sheltering you from the heat of the fire. God delivers you out not out, but delivers you from the midst of the difficulty. So we go through difficulty. But you've got to keep your eyes on the goodness of God. See, I've never, I've never gotten to know the God of a lion's den yet. <laughs> Even though we hang out with the lions. I've never, I've never gotten to know the God of a fiery furnace. I wonder what it's like. I won't know until I get put in a fiery furnace. But you see, I'm a glutton for the goodies of God. I mean, we need to be gluttons. I mean, I, listen, I don't want to leave this planet without getting everything I can get. I want it all. I mean, I'm stingy. I mean, I'm a glutton. I want all of God's goodies. Don't you? Well, then you've got to believe in the goodness of God. 
Amen? See, now to get in on this, are you ready? That was the introduction. Now, I don't know why you look like you got fear. <laughs> See, I'm used to Africa. Oh, I preach till three. <laughs> I mean, we're not in her. Where are you going to go? Eat? <laughs> Just sit back and relax. God's got something good for you. Amen? See, I want all of us to get in on the goodness of God. I, I want to get in on more of the goodness. But there's a key. And, and the key, and I, I, I've been hearing this word all morning. This is a word that I've been hearing. it. Now, I was working on this thought in Africa several months ago. And I thought, oh, God, I don't know where I'd share it. <laughs> I don't know where this will work. And so uh, a couple of nights ago, God said, take what you were working on in Africa and share it. And I thought, really, God? Yeah, like it, freedom. So y'all are going to get it firsthand, okay? Well, secondhand, I got it firsthand. It's a lot better if you get it firsthand too, though. But uh, it's the word supernatural. I've just been meditating on that word. Y'all use that word a lot. Supernatural. Well, I mean like, you know, super natural. Are you getting it yet? I want you to get like super natural. Wow, I like that. You're in trouble because I've been med meditating on this for four months. So, you know, we have super glue. You know, that's super glue is glue that is far better. It's called super glue. See, it's not just glue. It's way above normal glue. You ever played with it? My wife won't let me because when I open a little tube of it, my fingers got stuck together. And I said, well, honey, get a knife. We could cut it. She said, no, no, we need to get some, put some stuff. I tried gasoline. I thought, I've got to get this undone. I don't want to go the rest of my life. Good morning. <laughs> but see, normal glue, I could just put it under hot water. But this is super glue. Yeah, in Houston, we have super highways. See, you have normal highways, amen? But in Houston, we got, there are 12 lanes wide. It's a super highway. People are big on superheroes. See, those are people that have powers above normal. God wants you and I to be supernatural people. Way above natural people. See, for those of you that's going to get saved, you're fixing to step into a supernatural experience. Above the natural experience. 
a supernatural. It's so supernatural, you can't stay the same when you step across. It's so supernatural. When you step into the kingdom, everything in your life changes. It's supernatural. It's above natural. See, that's what makes being born again so cool. Because it's like supernatural. You know, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away, and how many things become new? How many things become new? Do you know why they all become new? Because it's... That's right. See, nothing else. Counseling can't do it. Drugs can't do it. I'd have found them. The only thing that can do that is the supernatural power of God. All th- He says, you're a new creation. I looked up that word creation in the Greek, and it's the, where we get the word species. You become a new species. See, now listen, you got to get, are you all tired yet? Good, good. So a species is like a chihuahua dog. Right? That's a dog. Now, for all things become new, imagine the Chihuahua dog becoming a Great Dane. But see, uh, 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 it's better than that. He's still in the same species. Still in the dog species. God says, no, 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 no. I go beyond the natural. I mean, see, I, I could pump that little Chihuahua full of enough steroids. Or methamphetamine. <laughs> then he'd think he was a great Dane. <laughs> but see, God says, I'm going to make you of a new species. In other words, I'm going to take a chihuahua and turn it into an elephant. All things become new. That's supernatural. Above the natural. Now, I want everybody to get in on this. Those that are lost, you're going to step across and get saved. But those that are found... God has more for you. Say, God has more for me. Now, do you believe that? Then why don't you have it? It's like, yep, I know God has more for me, but I just ain't going to get it. You know God has more for you. Why don't you have it? Think about that. If God has more for you, let's cash in now. Amen? But here's the key. Not just obedience, but supernatural obedience. See, I, I can be obedient to my wife. I can be obedient. To, and it doesn't take a whole lot of supernatural power. I just want to be with her. So I obey her. I know you men are saying, well, you ought to be the man of your house. I'm looking at you. (laughs) I told my wife one day, I said, I want you to know I'm the king of this family. I'm the leader of this family. And what I say goes. Period. You know what she said to me? Get from underneath that bed and tell me to my face. See, I'm not 
not talking natural obedience. All you men are going, he's right. Not natural obedience. To cash in on the goodness of God, you have to step across that line into supernatural obedience. Obedience beyond natural obedience. See, this is how the Bible works. Not always. Sometimes God's just good to you because He's good. Amen? Even when you don't deserve it. How many of y'all say amen to that? But not all of it. See, some stuff, and I said this last time I was here. See, God loves us all the same. But you have to go after what you want. He'll give you what you need. Listen to me. But you've got to go after what you want. Sometimes He just doesn't deliver at the door. It's how bad do you want it. It's like the, the blind man that was crying out to Jesus, Jesus, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy. They said, shut up. And He kept shouting. He was going after what He wanted. And supernatural obedience is you going after what you want. Listen to me, friend. I'm telling you something that could radically change your life starting today. Here's how the Bible works. Look, you do your part. God will do His part. See, how many of y'all got saved because God grabbed you by the back of the neck, drug you to the front, body slammed you at the altar? (laughs) See, you had to take the first step. How many of y'all remember that? Some of you were scared, but it's like God was saying, Now, go, I want to save you. And it's like, no! And you took that first step. Supernatural obedience. The natural was saying, don't, don't do it. No, people will laugh at you. It'll never work for you. But you stepped into the supernatural, and you got a supernatural rebirth. See, God's Word always works this way. You do your part, God will do His part. Amen? Am I right? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. That's your part. My part is I'll add all things unto you. See, the Bible says, call upon me. That's your part. He says, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know. The Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. That's our part. God says, I'll hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. See, the Bible says, ask. That's our part. And God says, you will receive. Seek, that's our part. You'll find. Knock, that's our part. And I'll open the door. You do your part, God will do His part. Are you with me? Now, I didn't make the rules. I didn't make those rules. So if you don't like it, don't come tell me after church. Just get mad at God. Just say, God, I just beg to differ with you. I'm sure He'll laugh. I'm just telling you the truth. Supernatural obedience. Here's what James said. Not forgetting what you've heard. That's today. Not what? Not. See, not forgetting what you've heard. But he said, listen to this. But doing it. See, move from learning to living. You've got to listen to me. The church knows more stuff. My God, y'all know the stuff. You can quote it. You know the Greek and the Hebrew. You know all, the, all of his names in Hebrew. And I mean, my God, you know the stuff. But see, learning doesn't bring the blessing. Living brings the blessing. See, we see a lot of miracles because where I minister, they're illiterate. <laughs> Isn't that cool? 
See, they can't learn by reading. They learn by looking. Show me. Let me see it. You said God heals? My arm's broke. And I'm like, oh God, you're in trouble now. (laughs) And he always comes through. See, you've got to move from everything that you've learned. Listen to me, church. Move from everything that you've learned in Sunday school and class and all of the seminars that you've been to, all the conferences. Move from that to living it. And the floodgates of God's goodness will open on you. I'm telling you what the Bible says. So he says, don't forget what you've heard, but doing it. And then he said in James chapter 1, and they will be blessed in what they do. Anybody here want to be blessed in whatever you do? Move from learning to living. When you live it, through supernatural obedience, you'll be blessed in whatever you do. I didn't say it. God's Word did. God's Word says you'll be blessed in whatever you do. See, for those of you that's going to get saved, you're going to get blessed. And obedience is scary. Amen? I mean, the first time we sold everything went to Africa. I mean, we weren't like, yeah, God. We were like, where are we going? We got in the car with two miles side driving where there's no roads out in the middle of nowhere to live in the bush for 30 days with filth and poverty. And then then my wife looked at me and said, where are we going? (laughs) All I knew is that's where God wanted us to go. I didn't know what was going to happen the next day. I didn't know how we were going to make it. I didn't know if we were going to survive. God said go. I didn't try to figure it out. We just went. And the goodness of God has been on us because of that. So yes, sometimes it's scary. That's why it's super obedience. It's supernatural. You can't do it in the natural. You You can't do this in the natural. Tell yourself that. Self, you can't do this in the natural. Because it's a supernatural lifestyle. And yes, there's a little bit of anxiety when you step out. I'm sure when Peter got out of the boat. Come on. I don't think he went, hey, Jesus, I'm coming. Hang on. I mean, do you? No, he'd been taught all of his life. You're not supposed to be able to walk on water. See, the natural is you can't do this. I mean, this guy's a fisherman. You know, he didn't go, oh, I got a big one. Let me get out and go get it. No, man, he'd been taught, stay in the boat. Stay in the boat. Amen? But Jesus said, come. I don't think, even when Jesus told him, I don't think he just said, here I come. I'm coming, Jesus. Come on, do you believe that? No way. I think he was like, are you sure? I can see him going, come on, guys, pray. And they were saying, you ought to be careful what you ask for. And I can just see him, you know. Can you see it? Like, hang on, Jesus, I'm coming. Just wait there. I'm going to bring the boat with me, okay? See, supernatural obedience, in spite of all of your understanding, 
you act anyway. I mean, in, in Africa, when I told them my side, I want to go see the witch doctors. And they said, well, man, they'll try to kill you. They'll put poison in your tea. And, and if you don't die, then they listen to you. I said, awesome, let's go. And they said, are you sure you want to go? Yeah, I want to go see the witch doctors. And there's like 300 witch doctors live in this one area. Darkness like you wouldn't believe. But see, see, I, I read somewhere, light shines. Yeah, so why do I want to stay in the light? <laughs> see, light doesn't shine in the light. Light shines where? So see, I believe that. So I said, let's go where it's dark. Come on, to the witch doctors. I showed up, first witch doctor brings me tea. More, please. <laughs> this guy's going to get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he got saved. Seven other witch doctors got saved. We've now built a church for the witch doctors. <laughs> I mean, was I a little scared? You know, like, because, you know, it's not a common practice for me to have poison tea with witch doctors. I just, you know, I don't, I don't go to Starbucks and go, could you add a little strychnine to mine? <laughs> But you know, you just supernatural obedience will take you where you've never been out of the boat to the witch doctors. You'll do weird stuff. Have you read the Bible? Have you noticed how weird they were? I mean, I know we're not supposed to. It's like, uh huh. Prophet ran around naked. It's funny how Christians just skip over that. Naked man prophesying. I mean, this really is. This in the Bible. Your pastor said, see, it's in the Bible. You know, a blind man. Jesus has come to me. Have y'all read? Have y'all read this? This in the Bible. The guy's going, I want to see. I'm fixing you. Can you see yet? Two little mud pies. And then Jesus says, now go to the pool and wash. <laughs> how do you think he's going to look? Somebody show me how to get, i got to wash the mud out of my eyes so I can see. Well, duh. He washes the mud out of his eyes. Miracle. See, that's supernatural. That's weird. That's weird. Is it say weird? weird. Come on, I'm being honest with you all this. If you're going to walk the supernatural obedience, you've got to be weird. If you're going to try to fit in, you're done for. See, those of you that's going to get saved, see? See, you're sitting there going, what are they going to say? Well, who gives a rip? You're going to take Jesus home. I mean, Jesus is going to get you to do weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the city of Jericho. Have you all read about the city in Jericho? God says to Joshua, military genius, take the city. Man, I'm 400,000 men over here. Put six on. God says, no, 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 no. That's not how we're going to do it. Okay, 900,000 men over there. No, 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 no. Well, how are you going to take the city? It's a thick wall. And God says, well, here's how we're going to do it. Get you a marching band. What? Yeah, get Israel's best marching band. 
Make sure one of them has a trumpet. This is in the Bible. Y'all look at this. This is in the Bible. Now, what do you want us to do? We'll just march around the city. Tell them you're in trouble now. We got the marching band after you. <laughs> got the marching band. Can you see them up on the wall? Oh, they've been in the sun way too long. <laughs> They're marching around it. What are y'all going to do? You just wait. It's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's coming. Because on the seventh day, I'm going to toot the horn. <laughs> and when I toot the horn, you are in trouble. How many of y'all know that's in the Bible? Now, do y'all agree that's just a little weird? Is that weird? I mean, huh? I, I used to get in fights all the time in school. I got kicked out of school. And I'd get in fights. And can you imagine me telling someone, I'm going to knock your brains out after school? And he shows up after school. Says, stand there, Don Babin. Pulls out a harmonica. <laughs> You're going down now. I'm sure that boy's going to eat him a harmonica. See, supernatural obedience is way above natural obedience. Are you with me or not? When I go back, see, we're going to do something supernatural. We're going to go to the Pocot tribe. And I believe that's where, yeah, Jovis going there. It's unreached people group, totally unreached. Totally unreached. They don't wear clothes. They eat raw meat, drink the blood of animals. They're just savages. Unreached. Somebody told me, but we were already 12 hours out in the bush. And this guy came up to me and said, man, we need you to go to the Pocot tribe. They're about another four hours. I said, I got a truck that will take me to the edge of the earth. They said, well, you go to the Pocot. And when I come back, we're going to the Pocot tribe. Unreached. First time they're going to hear the gospel. We're going to share Jesus with them. I'm probably not going to send videos. <laughs> but we're going to plant a church there. That's why we need supernatural miracles. Because I'm going to plant a church there. So, so when you get saved, it's supernatural. Now listen for the Christians. I want you to hear this. You really need to get what I'm fixing to tell you. It is absolutely, totally impossible to live the Christian life in the natural. Some of the most frustrating church people I meet are those that are just sucking it up. It's like, God, I'm going to go to church today if it kills me. Well, it might. How many of y'all know, I'm going to do what's right. I'm just going to suck it up. <laughs> now, I'm helping you. It ain't going to work. Now, look at me. Look at me. Give up. Just quit now. Now, have a little mercy on yourself. It ain't going to work. Because the Christian life is designed that the only way you can live it is in the supernatural, not in the natural. The Bible says the natural man does not understand spiritual things because they're spiritually discerned. You see, supernatural is so different than the natural. You can't get saved, planted in the kingdom of God, 
and live in the natural. That's like me going to the Maasai and acting like an American. <laughs> They're going to look at me like, you have flipped. I mean, when I go there, I act like a Maasai. Talk like a Maasai. Let's praise the Lord. See, you have to become like the kingdom that you're in. Listen to me. I love you, but listen. God didn't come to improve your kingdom. <laughs> you need to get this. Listen. God did not come to make you a better king. He came to take over. No, really. See, I hate to disappoint you, but he does not need your help. Oh, God, I dropped a big one on him. No, he doesn't need your help. I mean, we get in a mess and it's like, I'll figure it out. I'm sure God is going, if you do, I'll mess it up more. God is driving us to a place of total dependency upon him. You can't do this in the natural. Listen to me. Help yourself. You can only live the Christian life in the supernatural realm. And you'll be so frustrated if you try to do it in the natural. You'll, you'll drop out. You will. You won't make it. I'm just being honest. Those that make it are those that know what I'm talking about. You stepped into the supernatural. And you're living it the supernatural. Obedience. See, the spirit wars against the natural. They're fighting each other. So how could you live the Christian life in something that the Spirit is fighting? <laughs> Are you hearing me? Did I just lose you? They have a picture of food up there. Nope. Okay. Are you all getting this? I'm really trying to help you. Here's what I pray every morning. Okay? I pray every morning, God, I pray that the supernatural would come into my natural so that my natural becomes supernatural. God, bring the supernatural into my natural world so that my natural world becomes a supernatural world. See, I want to live, move, and have my being in the supernatural Jesus. I want to live in the supernatural. See, we already are seeing bizarre stuff. I was reading in Acts where, you know, Paul, it says, Paul did extraordinary miracles. Have you all read that? Do, do you know, that means there's ordinary ones. <laughs> Amen? See, if there's extraordinary, there's ordinary. I want the extraordinary. See, so I want to move into that realm of supernatural being that will just unlock the glory of God. I want the kingdom to come. Everywhere I step my foot so that it will become like the kingdom on earth exactly like it is in heaven. I mean, he told us to pray that way. And he wasn't saying, pray this way. It will never happen, but give her a shot. He said, pray that way because it will work. The kingdom of God is bringing transformation to people groups. Amen? So you just need to obey God. How many of y'all are willing to do that? Okay, even if it's something weird. Even those that are lost, you're going to get saved today. Amen. Are you about done with the battle? You've decided. I'm going up there. I'm getting that supernatural salvation. Amen. Now, now, God told me to print tracts. I love tracts. Not these. I used to have those. but These tracts. So God said, print a bunch of tracts in the Maasai language and take them to the Maasai. 
I printed 10,000 gospel tracts, two huge duffel bags. $75 a bag to fly them there. That's how much I wanted to obey. I got out in the middle of the bush and I'm handing them out. And there was a, a visiting missionary traveling through and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm giving out gospel tracts. And they never throw them down. See, over there, they cherish it. See, here, they throw it down and you pick it up and recycle it. But there they keep it and they read it and a group of people come and people get saved just reading the gospel tract. So I took them and the missionary said, why are you doing that? They can't read. I thought, you're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. All I know is God said do it. I just didn't go there. God said do it, so I'm doing it. Then it took another missionary to say, well, that's stupid. <laughs> the gift of unencouragement. And he said, you know, they can't even read. How stupid is that? Why would you do that? And I said, I really don't know. I mean, God told me to do it, but I'll ask him why later. I'm going to find out why he'd have me do such a stupid thing. I'm just doing it. You know what happened? I went back about eight months later. A whole group of them met us, and they said, you know, we took that track because it has a picture on the front, and we put it in our mud hut because it's the only picture we've got. We had a pitcher in our mud hut stuck in the sticks between the cow dung. And they were putting them in all of their huts and somebody would come that could read and a group of men would be sitting in the mud hut and they'd say, you read that to us. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. And, and the young man would read it and every man in the mud hut would give their life to Jesus. Thousands had been saved. Thousands had been saved from getting a gospel track read to them in a mud hut. I've been trying to find that missionary. <laughs> I just want to find him and go, God showed me why. <laughs> you see, you don't just figure it out. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. Lean not. Don't try to figure it out. In everything that you're involved in, just acknowledge Him. He'll direct your paths. Amen? Don't, don't, listen, stop right now. You, you, that, that, see, our problems are our brain. Amen? Because we've been taught our whole life to lean to this, right? But the Bible says don't lean to that. See, most of what God does, it just doesn't make sense. You just obey. You just obey. I mean, really, God says, give a lot of money. You go, yeah, but. How many of y'all have ever said that? Yeah, but. It's called yeah, but theology. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. God says, witness to that person. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Write that check. Okay, but, 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 but. See, we have way too many buts in the church. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, but. See, if you're going to get saved today, you're sitting there going, yeah, but. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, but. I mean, I didn't go, God, you want me to go where? Yeah, but. Here I go. We've seen thousands of people saved. Okay, now listen. And I'm done. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Maasai tribe, they consider Michelle and I Maasai. 
Uh, my son name, Lamayan. Michelle's name is Mesedian. I'm a man of blessing. Michelle's name means a woman of peace. I wear my side jewelry, belt, bracelets when I'm over there, necklaces. Reminds me of my hippie days. <laughs> I really fit in good. <laughs> it's like, more beads. <laughs> so they really consider me a masa. They really do. And I'll tell them, you know, I can talk like a masa. I dance like a masa. I have a Maasai name. I have the Maasai jewelry. I can do everything that a Maasai does, but let me, and I'll ask them in church, am I really a Maasai? And they all go, no, I'm not. You know I'm an American. I mean, you want me to be a Maasai. There's only one way for me to become a true Maasai. I have to be born another time. And the second time I have to be born a Masa. See, you can, you can sing in church and dance in church. You can know the church lingo. You can act like a church person. But until you get that supernatural second birth, can you really become a Christian? You have to be born another time. See, your first one wasn't good. It's a natural birth. You need a supernatural birth. And you won't be disappointed. I want to pray for you. Bow your heads, would you? Listen, if you're here and you say, Don, listen listen to what I'm saying, okay? Don't let the devil take your brain somewhere else. If you're here and you're saying, Don, I know, listen to me, I know that I know that I know that I know if on the way home I was killed in some tragic accident, there's no doubt in my mind I'd be seeing Jesus this afternoon. I know that. And listen to me. One percent doubt's too much. Because we're dealing with forever. It is never going to end, friend. It's never, 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 never going to end. That's why I say, do you know that you know that you know that you know if you died today, you'd go see Jesus? If you know that without any doubt, wave your hand in the air to God and put it right back down. God bless you. You're here and you say, man, I don't know. I don't know. And you've been talking to me through this whole sermon and I'm about to go nuts. And God's been speaking to me. But if I died today, I don't know for sure where I'd spend forever and ever and ever. And nobody's looking but me, you, and God. And you're saying, would you pray for me? I'm not going to embarrass you. You say, pray for me, Don. Pray for me. I want to know. Lift your hand right now and don't hesitate. Right now. God bless you. 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 Others, lift your hand right now. Don't you hesitate. Obey God. Obey God. Step into the supernatural. Every one of you that's here right now, I'm speaking to you. The Holy Spirit's all over you. You know you need God. That's why you're sitting in the chair that you're sitting in right now because God brought you here to hear this message so that you could step into the supernatural kingdom. That's why you're sitting where you're sitting right now. It's no accident, believe me. God ordained it. And if you're here and you say, I don't know where I'd spend an eternity. I'm going to pray for you right now. But before I do, listen to me. I want you to say a prayer to God. I want you to picture God in your mind right now. Come on, every one of you that say, I don't know. I don't know. I have doubt. I want you to picture God in your mind. Picture Jesus. And I want you to say these words from your heart and mean it or it won't work. Say, Dear God, I need you. I need you, God. I'm not going to go another day 
without knowing for sure that if I died today, I'd come home to see you. Today is my day, God, and nothing will stop me. And God, I know that I need you. And I believe in my heart that you died on a cross for my sin. That you rose from the dead to give me victory. And right now, right now, Jesus, with every bit of faith you've given me, I ask you to forgive me. Go ahead, tell him. Forgive me, God. Tell him from your heart, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Take away all my sin right now. I want to become a new species today. I want to be transformed by your supernatural power. Now, if you prayed that prayer, God heard your heart, friend. This is for real. Maybe you don't feel it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. So if you prayed that and you meant it with your heart, God saved you. Every one of you that prayed that and you were serious, lift your hand right now. Don't hesitate. Lift your hand right now. God bless you. God bless you all over the auditorium. Don't be afraid of God. Fear the enemy, but not God. Every one of you that lifted your hand, some of you didn't, but you prayed that prayer. Listen, the Bible says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. Here's what the scripture is saying. If you're really saved, you won't be ashamed of Jesus. Those of you that prayed today to be saved, I'm going to pray for you. And at the end of the prayer, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I want you to make up your mind. You're going to be the first one to jump to your feet in front of everybody. In front of everybody, you're going to practice immediate obedience. You're not going to look around to see if somebody else jumped up. You're going to say, God, if I'm the only one in this auditorium, I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, if you were serious, serious about that prayer, you just jump to your feet. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for courage and boldness. God, I pray that they'll spit in the devil's face this morning and tell the devil you're not going to hold me back anymore. That today, they're going to take their first of many stands for you in this church. And God, I thank you for that, that they're going to step across into the supernatural realm of the goodness of God. So right now, God, give them courage and faith and boldness in Jesus' name. I'm going to count when I say three. You jump up. If you prayed that prayer in a minute, one, two, three, jump to your feet. If you prayed that in your minute, don't, don't, if you didn't mean it, don't bother standing. Remain standing. You said, I really meant this and I don't care what anybody says. Remain standing. Some of y'all are sitting there and it's like, doggone it, I'm not sitting here anymore. Some of y'all are thinking that right now. I know you are. I can just hear it. You're sitting there going, I should stand, but I'm a chicken. I'm just a chicken. Well, quit being a chicken. Stand to your feet and join all of these. Amen? I'm going to pray for you while I'm praying. I want every one of you to come to the front. You come. Come on. God, in Jesus' name, help them to not be ashamed of you today. God, I thank you for supernatural rebirth that's happened right here. Miracle rebirth, God. New life, new beginnings. God, it's a miracle what you're doing here. And I thank you in advance. God, you have destiny for everyone standing up here.
glorious destiny for you. Look at me. God has a glorious destiny. A destiny just for you. A blueprint for your life. A blueprint just for you. God has great things in store just for you. And today's the beginning of that. It's just as I'm not selling you a bill of goods. I'm telling you the gospel. God's going to begin new avenues, open new doors, and new things are going to happen. New relationships are going to happen. Why? Because you've been born again into the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Bless everyone of them, Jesus. New beginnings, new destinies right here. God, I thank you for them. Thank you for their courage. Thank you that today they spit in the devil's face. He's defeated. He's disarmed. He's done for. He can't touch them anymore. They're under the precious, powerful blood of Jesus Christ. They belong to you now, God. And I'm just informing you, Satan, you can't touch them unless God allows it. You can't touch them. They belong to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God a praise. Let's give Him a praise. Okay, I want all of y'all to stay right here. Y'all stay right here. I want all of our ministry team to come. Come behind them. We want a record of every person who's made that decision today. So if you're on the ministry team, new beginnings. every decision that's made this morning okay so please give us some time give a, have some patience so y'all grab if you're on the ministry team grab somebody and get the information filled out and then grab somebody else and then we'll do a follow-up call brother ed's gonna be really busy doing some follow-up calls can we get some more pins up here i know we have some pins in the back Cards. I don't know where they all went. I had put them all back out here yesterday. Would somebody look in the prayer room? Anybody know where our ministry basket is too? It's gone. Why we want you to fill this out is so we can follow up and make sure that we get the right information to you for baptism. have any questions at this ministry team that can answer any of your questions and if you're serious about what this decision you made you will do this you'll follow up and you'll when somebody calls you'll say yes that was me i stepped forward and i gave my life to jesus christ on august the 12th 2018 it's in god good Amen. 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 For all of you that have given your life to Christ today, this is the first day and the best day of your life.
rest of you, I want you all to begin to write, get your checkbooks out. Get ready to give. We're going to pour back into this ministry. When Don came when, and all that's been going on, all the supernatural things that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, we said we felt Don is going to come and he's going to bring an evangelistic message because he operates in the, in the office of evangelist. He's also, he's also an apostle because God's called him to a specific group of people, to a specific nation. He also operates in the prophetic. He speaks into people's lives. He operates as a pastor because he pastors many pastors. He operates as a teacher. He teaches the gospel. So he, he's like the fivefold all built and rolled into one. But one of his greatest gifts, and I believe the office that he operates in, is, is the office of evangelist. Because when he, pray, when he preaches, when he gives the invitation, people get saved. So we thank God for Don Babin. Yeah, you can just lay them up here. So Father, this morning, we thank you for the, the, the harvest. See, these people that have come this morning, there's been a lot of seeds have been sown. A lot of you have sown seeds in the lives of these people. A lot of you sowed a seed just to bring them today. But today you're seeing the harvest takes place when the harvest comes. And now we have to train and equip them. Say, I'm ready to be trained and equipped so I can go out and sow those seeds, those same seeds and see a harvest. So, Father, today we thank you for, for all of these salvations. Father, we thank you for the the career commitments we thank you for those followers that are going to be obedient and the supernatural obedience to follow through and follow you and live the new life that you've called them to and father as we take this offering to bless don and michelle as they go into the bush as they go to this un that this tribe that has never been that has never heard the gospel of jesus christ before father we want to bless them to go and for them, for every financial need that they have to be met, every physical need they have to be met, every spiritual need they have that would be met through our prayers and our support. So, Father, as we give this morning, may it be multiplied many times over, harvest into the kingdom of God in Kenya, Africa. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shout it. Amen. So y'all come and give. The offering plates have been emptied. So come and give. Bring your offering to the Lord. If you're going to give a check, make it to Freedom Fellowship and memo it, Don Babin or Don. We will get the money to them. So come and give. We've always blessed Don with tremendous offerings. And this, this time is not going to be any different, I believe. hilarious giver today. We'll put a report on Facebook later of all the salvations and we'll announce it next Sunday because I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of baptisms. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you. Let's give Don, let's just give a shout out to Don for being here today. Come on, let's just thank God for Don Babin and Michelle Babin. Come on, let's give them a well, good thank you today. Thank you.